where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Each of these media creates a uh, new environment. It creates a new situation for human association and human perception. Any medium at all creates a new pattern, a new, a new atmosphere, a new environment of human perception, which works upon the whole man. It works upon the whole society. That is the effect of a medium. It has that total pervasive effect. That is the message that social change that is brought about. The content of the medium is never the message because the content is always the old medium. From the vast wilds of the Great White North for the week of November the 13th, 2022, it's TVA, a Canadian perspective on television from north of the 49th parallel. I'm Greg David. And I'm Amy Wilson. And we would like you to put your television on mute or pause your streaming service for episode 255 of TVA, the podcast. Hey, everybody. As always, it's good to be back in your in your ears and talking about everything going on with Canadian television. As always, thank you for joining us, streaming us, and downloading us onto your devices. Uh, and uh, before we get into this week's news story, I mean, okay, let's let's go off script. Amy, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, we just got through the U.S. elections, which I took a part in from afar, and so my breath is—I'm—I'm uh, I'm let my breath out because you know that's over. And uh, getting ready for Thanksgiving over here, which I throw for my British family. So, so how many thanks? On. How many Thanksgivings have you held over in England since you've been there? Two, two, three, two. This will be my third, but this is the first one I get guests for, so I'm a little nervous. So and, I have to put on the show for others now. And what was the learning curve for the past couple with your mother-in-law and your wife? Like, what was it to them that was totally different from something that you're used to all the time? Well, just doing it. Uh, I mean, there's just Halloween is not as big of a thing over here right. anyway, and so and it's just like in the U.S. It's the trifecta: it's Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas. Yeah. Here, it's Halloween a little bit dead space and then it's everything's christmas <laughs> yeah and so um yeah that, that's hard for me to get used to so um rose my mother-in-law didn't know what it was about at all um until i did it and now she's fully on board it's like christmas part one to her which i explained it's just i said it's just <laughs> christmas christmas meal yeah. without the presents and she's all about the food so she's more excited than i am and she gets more excited every year and so she can't wait and my wife has been over to the u.s a couple of times for thanksgiving so she right. she knew so yeah so this is the first time we're having friends over um some british friends of ours so um it will be their very first experience so yes we're piping in the parades from the states and and everything and giving them the they're going to watch the Detroit Lions lose they're going to get the full <laughs> right. the full experience <laughs> so then okay so one more quick question so when it comes to the Thanksgiving like you know that Christmas you said is already a big deal in the UK so do they have turkey traditionally um have they had turkey or is it more of a ham thing and you had to introduce them to turkey can you get a turkey oh, or no. do you get like a capon Oh no, no, the turkey is a huge thing. It's the okay. primary um primary meat served at Christmas. Okay. Um the problem here is that well in in one way you don't have to fight people for turkey at the end of um you know November because hardly and just just yeah. us, approximately 100,000 Americans are fighting for them. Um but all the special ones are you can only get them delivered to you at the at the end of December. They're not even like the fresh ones and everything. Mm -hmm. It's always like available December nineteenth through mm -hmm. December twenty fourth. And so I almost always have to get a frozen one. 
Yeah. So and, and so that that's the downside. I have my choice of every frozen turkey in Great Britain, but no fresh ones. So okay, okay, all right. Well, let's use this. Let's use talking about Thanksgiving as a segue into the beverage update. So, um, what are you? What are you going to be having? What are you having now? And what are you going to be having later? Well, we just um, ordered a big uh, vat of Halloween, Halloween, oh my goodness, Thanksgiving and, and Christmas wine in yeah. um, from Waitrose uh, is a big supermarket over here. My mother-in-law works, uh, has worked for them for many years. And so they have a big sale three times a year. We just got uh, like 20 bottles of wine from them for the holidays. So I'm going to crack one of those open tonight. It's called Little Giant Adelaide Hill Chardonnay. It's an Australian wine. And basically I chose it because it has a cute little wombat on the front and it got some good reviews so um i figured it's a it's a it's a cute uh cute label chardonnay i can't go wrong so that's all i know about it but that's what i'm going to have labor later all right what you have going on i've got just water going on right now but like you i'm going to be having some wine later we're having lasagna for dinner and before we hit record i admitted this is not a homemade lasagna this is a store bought that i'm heating up um just because i'm lazy and we're gonna have uh red wine it's a chateau it's called chateau saint florent it's a bordeaux from france and it's something that we kind of just discovered here um in ontario it's the lcbo where you go and get your your alcoholic beverages and here in quebec it's the saq so they just call it the sack and uh so it's something that we discovered back when we had a friend visit earlier on in the year and we really really enjoyed it so um that's what we're going to be having the the other half of a half bottle um, for a dinner with the store-bought lasagna tonight. Wow. I admire your restraint, Craig. Yeah. I, a half of a half bottle. I, I, I don't bottles drink. don't last very long here. So. Yeah. You know what? I don't drink. I keep forgetting that I'm an adult and I can drink whenever I want. I really don't drink that much. I, I did all of my drinking kind of in, in college and I just forget that there are, that there's alcoholic beverages kicking around that I need to consume. So I'm going to be consuming wine today because I'm an adult, right. damn it. That's right. Well, partake and enjoy, Greg. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So let's get into uh, the calendar and some of the TV shows that are debuting or returning over the next couple of weeks. And the big one is uh, Sort Of. Season two of Sort Of is kicking off on CBC on uh, November the 15th, uh, not only on CBC, but also on CBC Gem. And um, I'm also going to have an interview going up with Amanda um, Amanda Corder, who uh, plays Seven. I spoke to her a few weeks ago for a story on sort of, so um, you can look for that in a couple of days. But uh, season two is uh, is going to we're going to see Sabi's father come to Canada. Um, Bessie uh, is going to be in recovery. Uh, there's going to be a lot of workplace uncertainty and. Uh, the other thing is there's going to be a lot of love. I've seen the first two episodes of the second season and Sabi in particular is looking for love and, and maybe not making the best of decisions when it comes to that. Um, you know, you and I have spoken about how great sort of is and it's, you know, wins awards and it's, it's gotten critical acclaim, not only here in Canada, but also down in the States where it's broadcast on HBO max. Uh, so really looking forward to the second season. They've really hit their stride. It feels like with the characters, cause everybody knows the characters now and the mm -hmm. writing is really tight. Uh, so yeah, season two of sort of coming up Tuesday, November the 15th on CBC and CBC gem. 
Yeah, I saw the first episode as well, and I really loved it. I mean, it's sweet, awkward, insightful, funny, touching, all the things that they did in the first <laughs> yeah. season so well. And uh, I was like, yep, this is exactly what I remembered. So I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. I have another couple of screeners in there waiting for me, and I I, I think I'm going to get to them um, in the next couple of days because I, I love that show, as you know. Yeah, and we're going to be talking about them. I can't remember who's doing the news story, but we're going to be talking about a couple of awards that they picked up in, mm-hmm. the, in the last two weeks. Um, and then, uh, so other than sort of, uh, nothing in the, the remaining week, but the week of the 21st to the 25th of November, we've got Property Brothers uh, Forever Home returning on November the 21st. And uh, that's Drew and Jonathan Scott, who are home renovators and designers. They're on a mission to help people transform their houses into forever homes where they can put down roots and happily spend their lives of uh yes i am reading this off the hgtv.ca website they use customized styles and revamped layouts working together to create incredible dream homes that will stand the test of time so property brothers i mean you know what you're going to get these guys have created a huge franchise for themselves and so property brothers forever home is returning monday november the 21st at 9 p.m eastern and pacific on hgtv canada and then the next uh, show is a debut. It's called The Mightiest, and that's kicking off on Wednesday, November the 23rd on Discovery. And The Mightiest is all about um, – uh, so we there were a bunch of series where uh, here on Discovery, mighty trains, mighty planes, mighty ships, all about the biggest – you know, trains, coolest trains around the world, the biggest and coolest planes and ships. Well, now this has been combined into a show now called The Mightiest. And so it's all of those things combined into six, six excuse me, six one hour <laughs> episodes kicking off Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on oh. Discovery. And it's with Teddy Wilson, who is who has hosted a lot of these mighty shows. And um, and. AJ, uh, her name is Alia Jasmine, uh, known by AJ, and the two of them kind of banter back and forth about what the the things that they're going to be talking about, and then they get into the episode where they kind of alternate. One of them is on location, um, touring one of these mighty things and learning more about it, while the other one is is kind of highlighting some some other kind of smaller stories from around the world. And in the first episode, Teddy Wilson is aboard the U.S. Navy's newest and largest aircraft carrier called the USS Gerald. R. Ford. I just watched the first episode because I'm going to be talking to AJ and Teddy later this week for a story on TVA. And I really enjoyed it. I mean, I'm into checking out those. I'm fascinated with the behind the scenes of how these you know, ships get around, how they build them in the first place, planes yeah. and trains, same thing. So if you're into the Mighty um, franchise, um, you're going to be interested in the Mightiest kicking off later this week on uh, or later next week on Discovery. Okay. And then the last thing is on Thursday, November the 24th, uh, Last of the Giants. Uh, This is a discovery show. And uh, it is, I have to scroll because I've never even heard of this show. Thursdays at 9 on on Discovery. It's uh, going into season two. Cyril and the team are back with more high adrenaline missions in Argentina, Nicaragua, and the Marquesas Islands in the South Pacific. They're looking for, uh, this is all about finding like big uh, things in nature like animals. So it might be a deadly stingray. It might be uh, the giant tarpon and the Goliath grouper or scuba diving through oh. swarms of sharks and moray eels. So it's one of those shows that's a little bit like, okay, well, where's the Canadian content on this? And it's the production company behind it that makes it Canadian, mm-hmm. but they're not spending a lot of time in Canada. So again, last of the giants on November the 24th. 
Okay. And that's it. That's it for the calendar. We get into we get into the lean times because of the holidays coming up. Uh, so let's get to some news stories. We've got a few of the uh, we have a few of those. And Amy, you've got the first one. Uh, yeah. First up is uh, comedy television producer Car- Counterfeit Pictures has hired Zoe Rabnett as director of talent and comedy development, effective immediately, which I assume means she's out there this very moment in the wilds of Canada digging up uh, comedic <laughs> yes. talent as, as we speak. I hope so. Uh, Rabnett is well known in Canada's comedy scene and has spent the last 12 years as the director of Canadian and international programming with Montreal's Just for Laughs. And she previously worked for Diamond Field Entertainment producing and booking Rivoli's Alt.Comedy Lounge. Um, while at Just for Last, Rabnet was responsible for finding and booking comedy talent from Canada and around the world uh, for that festival, as well as the organization's tours and TV specials. And that is how she started collaborating with Counterfeit Pictures. Uh, she was acting as producer on uh, the Counterfeit Just for Laughs co-productions, such as Roast, Can- uh, Roast Battle Canada for CDT- CTV Comedy, Comedy Night with Rick Mercer, The Stand-Up Show, and a variety of stand-up specials for Crave. And uh, as for Counterfeit Pictures, it was established in 2013 by partners Anton Leo, Shane Corkery, and Dan Bennett. And the company has produced projects such as Sunnyside for City TV, Dark Cargo on YouTube Premium, and the mockumentary uh, Decoys for CBC Gem. And right now it is uh, in post-production on the new scripted half-hour comedy Shelved for CTV, which is created by award-winning showrunner Anthony Q. Farrell, um, who is known for Overlord and the Underwords, The Office. And it is uh, that show is slated for premiere in 2023. So, um, yeah. That's about all I have to say about that. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Always, uh, I just like to we like to keep people updated on those on those industry moves. Um, you know, people people moving around. Um, I have never spoken to Zoe uh, uh, herself, but you know, she's been uh, you know tied to like all those shows that you just said. I mean, I've watched or am aware of all of those programs. So, uh, congratulations to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of uh, people making moves, um, mine is about um, Vassi Kapalos. And this was an interesting one because um, she has moved from CBC to CTV and was literally uh, hosting Power in Politics like up until this announcement came out. And then all of a sudden she wasn't hosting it anymore. So CTV, mm-hmm. uh, this announcement was made back on November the 8th. So CTV announced today that award-winning journalist Vassi Kapalos has been named chief political correspondent and is set to host CTV News Channel's marquee daily political program, Power Play, as well as Question Period, effective December the 1st. Um, she's also going to be hosting the all-new radio program, the Vassi Capolo Show. Yeah, it, it makes sense that she'd be hosting it, and it would be all new because uh, there aren't a lot, you know, that she's hosting a show under her own name, which is going to air on iHeartRadio Canada Talk Network afternoons from 12 until 2, uh, and then a, a, across a bunch of other radio stations uh, across the country. Um, I already mentioned that she's got extensive experience because she was hosting CBC's Power in Politics, so she was has been covering federal and provincial politics in Canada for years years now. She was also Global News Ottawa Bureau Chief and host of the West Block, right? I forgot about that. And before she uh, was working in Ottawa, she covered political politics in Alberta and Saskatchewan. And so uh, Vassie is taking over from um, the vacated spot that um, Evan Solomon took. Uh, Evan Solomon 
Solomon hosted both of those shows, um, and then he left uh, for other ventures. So she is stepping into that role. So uh, congratulations to uh, to Vassi. Um, I have seen her um, on Power and Politics, and so I'm looking forward to checking her out on Power Play as well as Question Period. Okay. And all right, all right. Yes, uh, let's get into some awards. All right. Yes. Uh, The Directors Guild of Canada presented the 2022 DGC Awards on the uh, 5th of November in Vancouver, which is the first time it held uh, the ceremony on the West Coast. And uh, of course, this is uh, awards for film and television, but the big winners in the television categories included uh, Charles Officer, who won Outstanding Directorial Achievement in a Dramatic Series for The Porter, Episode 1, and uh, Fab uh, Filippo or Filippo um, for sort of episode one uh, outstanding director uh, directorial oh my goodness I cannot speak this evening so sorry people outstanding directorial achievement and Melanie Orr won uh, outstanding directorial achievement in a family series for the Hardy Boys episode 207 the doctor's orders and finally Helen Shaver uh, won the same directing award for movies for television and miniseries uh, for Station Eleven, episode 108, Who's There? Um, and the Porter also picked up an award for Best Sound Editing, and uh, the, Handman's t- the Handmaid's Tale picked up for Best Production Design um, and Best Picture Editing, and also a Directing Award. I'm sorry, I'm reading this list as I go. I'm, I apologize. But uh, yes, so... There we go. And this reminds me, though, I wanted to say we have not mentioned the Porter much on this show. Um, and it is so good. And I really enjoyed the first series. And I read back in July that CBC and BED Plus were set to renew it. But it doesn't appear an official decision has been made. Do you know much about that, Greg? You know, it's so funny because we were reading that out and I'm like, I'm going to look it up and see if there's a second season of the Porter. And I got the exact same note that you did, same information from the Google search that it has been announced, but we don't have any other information with regard to, you know, production or, or anything like that. Um, but you're absolutely right. The first season of the Porter was really, really good. You can stream it here in Canada on CBC gem. Um, so definitely check out the first season. All right. And, ooh, I've got Lily Singh news. Man, this is crazy. Lily Singh is, like, taking over everything. I feel like every time we chat, there's some new project that Lily Singh is attached to. And the latest one um, is for CTV. They announced that uh, Lily Singh is confirmed to host and executive produce the inaugural season of CTV's previously previously announced primetime quiz show, Battle of the Generations. So each episode of this quiz show features four contestants representing a different generation. So a baby boom. Gen X, Millennial, and Gen Z, Gen Z, Gen Z, as they battle through multiple rounds of nostalgia-packed pop culture trivia. So basically, when you tune in and watch this, you're going to feel like you're old because there are going to be references in there that, you know, like, I don't know, like a rotary phone. You remember rotary phones or like a record? Um, uh, And they also confirmed that casting is happening for Battle of the Generations. Uh, it's going to be 20 episodes and one hour each, and casting is going to begin in February 2023 in uh, in Toronto. And uh, like I said, not only is Lily Singh hosting this, but she's also an executive producer um, as part of her Unicorn Island umbrella. Um, and so uh, – Good news. If you're a fan of Lily Singh, she's going to be on your small screen in a couple of projects because um, we announced a little while ago that she's also going to be back for Canada's Got Talent on City TV. So good for Lily Singh. 
Yes, she really is taking over the world. And speaking of, I mean, and yeah, I, it should be interesting to see the show Battle of the Generations because there, there's so much stuff that, it, it, with technology and stuff that are, is different from when yeah. we grew up. I mean, even in the first episode of sort of the season, there was a little moment where um, uh, Sabby was... Uh, Oh, I forget the, the the kids that she uh, is um, yeah the two kids the nanny for yeah. yes and and she made a, a, a um she imitated the the uh, phone dial sound and they were like yeah. what's that yeah and they've never they've never even heard a phone dial before dial tone so yeah I'm sure that there'll be a lot of thing a lot of things to discuss on Battle of the Generations so I might have to tune into that. All right. And our last piece of news today is we're getting more Drag Race, which makes me happy. You know, I like that show. Mm -hmm. All the many versions of it. Crave has renewed its original series, Canada's Drag Race. uh, Yeah, Canada's Drag Race for a fourth season. Better yet, the Blue Ant Studios production is currently accepting applications from Canadian drag artists for the new season at canadadragracecasting.com applicants must be at least 19 years old and and be a canadian citizen or a permanent resident of canada to apply Uh, the first uh, three seasons of canada's drag race are currently available on crave in canada and wow presents plus in the u.s and internationally plus the uh, new six episode series canada's drag race canada versus the worlds is premiering on friday november the 18th at 9 p.m and this edition queens from drag race shows in the u.s uk canada australia and new zealand will compete to become as the press release says the queen of the mother pucking world (laughs) yes uh brooklyn heights brad goreski and tracy melter will be the judges and canada will be the host nation so lots of drag race choices coming up in the next uh, few days weeks and months so, yay. Yeah. And uh, not only is, is that coming back, Canada versus the world, but Prime Minister Justin Trudeau is going to be part of that. Um, I the, saw that. Yeah. So he's making a special appearance. He's the first world leader to to visit the, the competition series, um, which has over a dozen global spinoffs. And uh, it just said that it doesn't say specifically what he's doing, but I'm assuming that he's probably making an appearance to perhaps um, uh, announce a competition or he'll be a guest judge. That's probably where uh, it's going to fall. I don't think we can expect him to be dressed in drag, although I think that would be really great. But I also do think that that would put him up for a lot of criticism from, you know, the mean people in the world. So um just thrilled that he's part of the, the drag race franchise. I think that's a lot of fun. That is great. Uh, good for you, Justin Trudeau. I, I approve. Work it, Justin. Work it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, Amy, that does it for uh, this week. Uh, you know, not a heck of a lot of news, a lot of insider news, but, uh, you know, nonetheless, good to get uh, those, these announcements out. Um, where can we find you when you're not uh, behind a microphone talking about the latest in Canadian TV? Ah, well, you can find me on Twitter at Wilson underscore R A underscore R for now. You know, um, the Twitter world is very interesting right now. So we'll see how long any of us last there. And you can also find my sweet but stubbornly disobedient bulldog on Instagram at Cadbury the Bulldog. That's awesome. You can find me, of course, on Twitter right now at TV underscore EH. And of course, you can always visit TVA.com to to read uh, the news stories that Amy and I talked about, but also a lot more previews, reviews, um, dig deep into the calendars and go back and listen to past podcasts as well. That wraps up the TVA podcast. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. (laughs) 